it's the second of our fringe podcasts. We've moved outside this time. Yeah, and it's less noisy outside than it is inside. But it might be a bit windy, yeah. so it might have horrible... Although we have a different microphone with a little fluffy thing on it. It's very sweet. 50p worth of uh, John <laughs> Lewis fabric, is it? Yeah, it is. How did you know that? Just a guess. <laughs> looks like a little guinea pig is curled up to fall asleep on top of your iPhone. Indeed. Anyway, as... <laughs> It's called a dead cat, actually. That's the technical term for it. A dead cat. A dead cat. It's, it's a very, very small dead yeah. cat. More it's of a, a dead guinea pig, as you see. Oh, oh brilliant. Yeah, there's <laughs> some noise. This is the ambience of the fringe. Just there's to noise. celebrate our arrival, it exactly. all kicks off. No, that's good. That's good. It's kind of, it proves that we are actually not just recording this in a back garden or something like that. I'm pretty sure that's the Green Day playing in the background. I wouldn't know. This They're is here a, for the international festival. I think you're kidding. This is Plastic Animals. <laughs>
That's plastic animals and it fell apart. During all of that track, there was no drumming in the background. Absolutely silent. Then Absolutely the wind silent. kicks in, and the, then the, drummer uh, the Green Day start playing again. I don't even know, I mean, I assume it's coming from that, that spiel tent type thing. But it, It's probably a children's cabaret show. It says that there's nothing on. Unless it's outside in the street. It's almost certainly probably just outside in the street. Or just in our heads. Oh, okay, got it. They've stopped now. Excellent. <laughs> Thankfully. Yeah, so we've moved outside because um, it was sunnier earlier on, but now it's gone grey and possibly might rain again. Yeah, we've been having quite serious floods, I think, in Scotland uh, this past week. I was sitting at that table over there at first, and uh, this is uh, the place with the astroturf. Yeah. And, uh, but the astroturf seems to have failed at that point over there, where all the mud seems to have seeped through. So I did sat, sit there originally. It's starting to subside. Yeah, and we're getting strange, because it's early in the day, there's lots of families with kids, and we're getting strange looks. Well, a strange look from a toddler. You can do almost anything and get a strange <laughs> look from a toddler. Have you seen many things in the fringe yet? I've seen no things. No things? I tried to book some tickets for today, and uh, the internet decided that it wasn't going to play nice. And I went to the box office here to sort it out, and they said I had to go to the main box office and probably wait in a queue for 12 days. So oh, that's good. That, that's my entertainment for today sorted out, but uh, hopefully I'll be seeing a couple shows today. I've mostly been listening to podcasts, watching video podcasts of acts that are on right now. And All right, now so rather than going out, just even though it's just like a 10-minute walk from your flat, you're well, watching see, video podcasts. I've just got paid, so now oh, I know I what to spend my money on. <laughs> so what are you going to spend your money on? So let's see. Let me remember. I'm seeing Tony Law tomorrow. He's on at the unreasonable time of 12 o'clock, noon. In the morning? Oh, is he? Yeah. But um, he's a very funny, surreal Canadian man. Um, What's his show? His show is called... You don't have something to like, tell me about what it's about, or is he just a general I, uh, comedy show? Well, I've, his last DVD is just... It, um, well, I, I don't want to say it's random, because it makes it sound a little bit like Eddie Izzard and sort of easy listening surrealism. But um, it is a bit, but he's sort of in-your-face surreal... I don't know. It's one of those things you should just check out on YouTube. That's the kind of good quality reviewer I am. We've now got helicopters overhead. That'll be the FBI. I think we may have to shout into the microphone from the rest of the podcast. They've drafted in foreign uh, military just in case Edinburgh kicks off like the rest of the country has. I don't think that's very likely. It's not. It's too wet. <laughs> this is our protection against any rioting. It's just the rain. So I've heard, yeah, everyone would just slip up. Well, they would in here. I think we're all right sitting down. Um, but it does look, even though the astroturf is down, it looks a bit slippy underfoot. Mm. I did actually initially when we start when I came into this here to do the podcast, I was over there. It's beside over there. there's a tent that says the mess, mm-hmm. and it's had a sign on outside saying that the shows were only on in the evening. And I thought oh, I'll be nice and quiet over there. Um, and then the then all these people arrived dressed, dressed like military and turned the blackboard around and it had all their children's cabaret shows. Oh listed. yeah, it looks like Mash or something. It's it does. Like, it's got a Korean War vibe going on. Yeah, with the astroturf. <laughs> so, yeah. So what else have you booked? And towards the microphone. What else? Hello. <laughs> I have also booked uh, today. Delete the Banjacks, who oh, right. uh, we've seen the last couple of years. A uh, very funny sketch. Yeah, sketch I saw comedy. them last year. They were good. Um, they're sort of they're relatively whimsical, but you know, not over the top. And um, and I've I've seen them. Yeah, as I say, the past couple of years, they're sort of friends of friends who just happen to be quite good. Yep. And also, I think Alex Horn tonight, who's got that sort of intelligent comedy, slightly David Gorman-y thing going on, uh, he's doing a show where I think over the course of an hour he attempts to break down everything you do in the course of your life, sort of like, 
giving, you know, each minute gets a percentage of, you know, if you spend like 50% of your life sleeping, or I presume half of the time will be sleeping. But uh, on the show. Yep, that's that's the uh, that's the idea. <laughs> but you've paid money for it. You can at least tell us if it's worth going to see afterwards. I will do, but I'm sure it will be. We saw him last year um, doing again a sort of. I think he last year he was he was talking about sort of trying to break world records and different tasks he set out for a month by month, and it is that sort of PowerPoint uh, presentation comedy. There seems to be a few PowerPoint presentation comedies. There's obviously, there's Dave Gorman's PowerPoint presentation, which is what it's called. Yeah. But I saw a, a comedy show. I, well, actually, I saw loads yesterday. Um, but I'll save it for, for the next link. Maybe. Coming up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, one of the um, shows I went to see was a panel show, and uh, one of the guys on the panel, his at the end, obviously everybody does a plug for their shows, and his show seemed to be involved a kind of interactive Facebook PowerPointy style presentation okay. where people can heckle him in the audience via Facebook, <laughs> or, or people indeed can watch him the show via Facebook and okay. heckle him via Facebook then. I like it. it keeps it a little bit quiet, but there's still that sort of underlying menace going on. <laughs> I think so, and I did see somewhere um, somebody who was doing a show that has apparently got a live chat roulette. Okay. Which could be... I'm vaguely aware of that, and from what I am vaguely aware of, I don't want to be any more than vaguely aware of it. No, I, I don't think I'd want to go and see a show that involved live chat roulette. Instead of random people touching themselves. Yeah. <laughs> from what I, I'm aware of, that's like about 70%. This is, this is purely... Speculation. In the, in the age of, yeah, speculation research that I did prior that didn't involve me going on to it, but there's a lot of naked men on it. And, <laughs> <laughs> and you've got to wonder if that's a slight risk that your show... Oh, oh, maybe that's the whole point. Is it a, ch a children's entertainment show? Is it on <laughs> before the 9 o'clock watershed? I hope not. <laughs> I did see that, um, actually, apparently Chat Roulette had... Uh, I read rumours as well, they were developing technology to, to detect this. What, well. skin tone? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> I'll play some more music. This is 50 Foot Wave and a rushing. Send it. 
50 foot wave and a rushing and we've rotated ourselves around yeah but not quite 360 we've sort of swapped in a mirror direction so you'll be hearing us from other ears now yeah so if uh, if this bothers you you might want to swap your headphones around now yeah or face the opposite direction other side it is a directional microphone then because i realized that the sound of the drumming which has obviously now stopped was coming from behind us then we should maybe move to the other side of the table something will happen behind us now yeah a small child coughing perhaps <laughs> <laughs> or something similar what were we talking about before? Um, uh, mostly the shows that I have seen and not remembered. Um, oh yeah. Now you're going to tell us about your shows. Oh yeah, I went to see... Well, hang on. Stop banging the table with your fringe guy. Sorry. <laughs> um, well, I should say, actually, that's um, 50 Foot Wave, which is Kristen Hirsch. It's her other band. Mm-hmm. Other band being the Throwing Muses. Um, but she's got loads of shows this week, and I'll uh, kind of bring up my calendar, and hopefully everything won't crash. And I'll tell you what I'm going to see next week. Yeah, she's got um, she's got a free show on the 16th at the Book Festival, and it's a uh, chat and music. It's in the Spiegel tent, I think, or, or or one of the tents. It looks like a Spiegel tent. Um, and I think it's at nine o'clock. I can tell you, it's at nine o'clock. And then uh, she's playing at the. She's also doing a chat at the Book Festival about her book, which is a half past seven on the Wednesday. And then on the Thursday and Friday, she's playing Cabaret Voltaire. Okay. So I'm I'm probably going to see at least two of those nights, if not three. She's definitely, you know, making her Edinburgh work for her. Yeah, definitely. Um, busy. But a free show is obviously worthwhile going to see. I found out about that after I bought the tickets to the non-free show, of course. But uh, so there you go. Um, so that's why one of the things I'm going to go to see this week. But I'll tell you one of the things I went to see um, last week. I went to see Josie Long. Okay. On uh, Tuesday, and that was at the Pleasant Dome. And uh, yeah, she was really good. I saw her last year. There was a few. Uh, I mean. She's quite quirky. She gives you a fanzine yep. at the start of the show. Yep. Hand-drawn little fanzine thing, which is quite good. Um, it's very political. It was slightly political last year, but wasn't quite so much. I think, I think, I think it was... Been, she's been sort of... She's been radicalised. Radicalised by the hackney <laughs> uh, left-wing massive. She's, Diane Abbott has turned her into her own little... Uh, well, she was. All, I mean, she was. She, it was quite political last last show, but it was also last year's show. But it was also slightly whimsical in that she had stuff about cakes and stuff like that um, off the internet and uh, strange men photogra- photographing things. I seem, yeah. I seem to remember. Um, but this year it was definitely more political, uh, and uh, it was good. I mean, it was also in, partly inspired, apparently, by a car crash that she'd had. Did you follow yeah. her on Twitter? I did. I it was. Yeah, it was a bit weird. She was sort of. So she, was it was it like she hit a truck and logs hit her car or something? It was like she was travelling. This is all kind of played out over Twitter that she yeah. was travelling from Wales in a truck, and then I'm sure on Twitter that she said there was a sorry travelling from Wales in a, in a car with her friends, and uh, I'm sure on Twitter that she said there was a truck in front of them with logs yeah. in it or something like that. And apparently they tried to overtake the truck and it completely smashed the car up. Uh, somebody came out of nowhere in the other direction when they were trying to overtake the truck and yes it completely smashed the car up and they got covered in logs and ended up in, a, in someone's greenhouse okay but everyone was fine yeah but so sort of so nearly not fine yeah exactly so I think that's kind of uh, that was at least as part of the show kind of her one of her reasonings for becoming more radical was a kind of make something of her life type thing that's the sort of thing and I, if I could bring it on a downer slightly <laughs> is that a few years ago I had a it wasn't any, there was no logs, but I managed to total a car on the M25. It's a truck drove into the side of me, a French lorry. 
And how did you change? I got happier, I think. Well, that's good. So I think it's a positive <laughs> change. I didn't really radicalise, I just got a bit happier. Hopefully my accident is on its way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I managed to completely write off a car. It was a brand new hire car. Oh, God. Um, just a little car. Did you pay the excess? Oh, yeah. I, I, I always made sure, because it was work-related, so I always made sure I got the, the zero excess, yeah. obviously, because I'm not crazy. And, uh, yeah, so it was a brand new hire car. I had 200 miles on the clock. And uh, I took it back on to the car hire on the back of a flatbed truck. Okay. With um, just basically broken in all sides. 17,000, no, 9,000 pounds worth of damage, 17,000 pound car. Wow. So that's apparently if it's more than, is that more than half? It is more than half. If it's more than half, it just got out, that's it. And so are, it's you, a are you writing next year's Fringe show now? <laughs> <laughs> but I uh, saw so it kind of, I, I was. Uh, you were there with her, you empathised? No, I, I empathised a little yeah. bit, but then there was no logs or crashing into an old lady's greenhouse or it's anything probably like the that. logs that make all the difference. Logs are what makes her political. I, she could have just been happy, but the logs had to come I in. I think if logs landed on my car, I'd probably be... Very left-wing? Or flat. Yeah, okay. More of the same. <laughs> but I did end up facing the wrong way on the M25, which is slightly freaky. I don't recommend that. No. I think I'm going to never get a driving licence. <laughs> <laughs> It can happen when someone else is driving. Yeah, I think I'll just I'll just walk around places. Yeah, um, but you know, the, the irritating thing was I was driving back to the airport to get my plane because it was a time when I had to work down south all the time, and uh, I missed the plane as well. Better a car crash than a plane crash. I think so. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'd like to think so. <laughs> Um, anyway, so that was just too long. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it was going to risk bringing it down a little bit. I think it probably did. Oh, that's interesting. Is it? Oh, yeah. well, there you go. It's nothing about the fringe, though. No. No. But I'm going to be struggling for words now. <laughs> <laughs> there was once I did a podcast where I... Uh, I played driving some, No, no, no I, I, played, I played some, uh, some guy's track um, who I'd asked on email whether I could play his track. And I did it after a story about going to work that day and someone had committed suicide off the top of a hotel in Edinburgh and then I played this guy's track <laughs> and then I realised afterwards that was it's probably quite hard to follow a story about suicide yeah. with any music you need to work on your sort of This Morning with Richard and Judy style changeovers it's not I don't claim to be professional <laughs> thankfully anyway so Just Along was good I rec I'd recommend it but I mean there was uh, it was quite strange it was, uh, it was one of the sort of half price shows that they do at the start of the second week or the start of the first full week um, so I think there's quite a lot of people there who uh, maybe didn't really read the review or preview beforehand didn't really know what they were coming for no, they were just so, like let's go to a cheap show so there was a few people who uh, were uncomfortable because they had I assume political views that were not the same as hers yeah that's a bit weird. That's, I mean, there's some comedians that you just go to randomly, like probably anyone would go to like Ricky Gervais or something like that, just or Michael McIntyre, just sort of bread and butter type yeah. comedians. But you'd think going to Josie Long and you'd probably know what you were getting yourself into. You'd Wouldn't hope you? he does a very twee and very, well now, political and sort of not something you'd wander into by accident, you wouldn't have thought. I think probably not. Maybe I just do more research. I think a lot of people come to Edinburgh quite randomly during August and think, oh, there's a festival on, we'll see something. I did see a show yesterday where the comedian asked, and I, again, I will, I'll save it. We'll talk about it later. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, we've already talked about talk too much in this late okay. car crashes, so I'm going to play some more music soon. Uh, but the, I saw a comedian last night, and he, he said, 
it was a full house mm-hmm. and he said has anyone read the reviews yep and no one had and he said good <laughs> <laughs> um, so I thought that was quite interesting I actually didn't put my hand up but I kind of I looked, read I, the review well I I'd looked at Chortle and I'd seen that he'd got some positive feedback okay so it wasn't specifically a review so I didn't feel like I was lying by not putting my hand up but anyway this is uh this is completely irrelevant this track I'm going to play uh Sunray by Conveyor. Of course. Because I like it. Oh, 
or I'm sitting in the back of Avalanche Records with David McGregor from Kid Canaveral. I thought this would be a nice quiet place, but there seems to be some weird noises going on in the background. Yeah, it sounds like someone's been tortured. <laughs> um. I think it's 80s electro. Oh, right, okay. Which is kind of the same sort of thing. <laughs> it depends how you feel about that. Yeah. Um, I thought I'd have a chat with David because you're playing tomorrow night in Liquid Rooms as part of the Edge Festival yes. with Admiral Fallow. We are, and Over the Wall as well. But I have a feeling it's already sold out, so... Uh, I don't think it is. It's very close. They sent us the how many tickets had gone the other day, which and it was very close to selling out, but I don't know. I'm just back from Anstruther where there's no signal for anything, so it could have... <laughs> um, what were you doing in Anstruther? Uh, I was up for Harfest. Um, it's another Fence Records festival cool. uh, that we were playing on Sunday. So we are playing at the Liquid Room, and then we are driving 50 miles to finish off the last day of the festival. <laughs> so you've already done a day of the festival? Yeah. And then you come down here? Yeah. And then you're going back? Sorry, you're playing on Sunday? Sunday night, yeah. But well, you're playing yeah, here on Sunday night? we're doing the Liquid Rooms, then we're driving to Cellardyke Town Hall to uh, play last that night. So That sounds like a busy day. It is, it is, but you know, <laughs> you don't get anywhere without hard work. <laughs> um... You're also not from around these parts originally. How do you find the fringe? I love the fringe. Um, uh, can I swear? Yeah, you can swear. Okay, good. Uh, I love the fringe and I'm sick of people who are from Edinburgh or who just live here uh, moaning about it. If you don't like the biggest arts festival in the world coming to your door, I mean, what? it's a fantastic thing, then you should fuck off and live somewhere else. <laughs> because it's brilliant and um, crowds I think you can put up with for a month for, uh, for all the benefits it brings. I didn't, I mean, I've lived in here almost 20 years or something. Mm. I uh, didn't like it for a long time. Oh, yeah? But I kind of came... You shouldn't fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Well, for about five years, I kind of really, really annoyed me. I just kind of got Mm. away from the centre of town, didn't go anywhere near the centre of town. But then I kind of grown to like it. Mm -hmm. And you can't not take advantage of it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I mean, there's plenty of places in the city where you can go for some quiet time. (laughs) I mean, it's... Is there? Like... <laughs> sure, Granton's not got a venue in it. Um, You'd probably be surprised. Yeah, probably. Um, uh, I was just sprung to mind because we've got our practice room down there. I'm pretty sure there's nothing down there. But, um, yeah, I, I just love it. Um, maybe if I was, you know, a bit less. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> maybe it is a pain in the arse. I love it though. So that was very uh, eloquent. I thought. I thought it was good. <laughs> It's been a busy year for you as well, not just a busy weekend. No, uh, yeah, it has. It's been it's been non-stop. Um, in fact, ever since before the album came out originally, a year ago, because um, it's just been re-released uh, on Fence. But it, the past 14 months, 15 months, 16 months, not really had a break at all. And um, yeah, we're all still we're all still working as well. So. Uh, every weekend we're doing gigs or recording or we're doing gigs during the week as well and we're all doing our, our day jobs as well. So I was going to say, how do you balance it? But it sounds like you I think every bit of free time has to be... Yeah, I, I think I'm balancing it by either giving myself a tumour or uh, <laughs> I think I'm just going to have a physical and mental breakdown at some point soon. So let's hope you make lots of money as a band soon so you don't have yes, to work during the yes. week. Yes, uh, Yeah, well, I mean, we sold it. We sold a, a pleasant amount of records, but still not enough to really chuck in the day jobs yet. But I mean, it's all getting better. The last year's been incredible with being across in the States, uh, playing in New York, doing South by Southwest, and playing, playing Team in the Park was a great laugh. I mean, it was really good fun on the BBC stage. Cool. And 
just lots of gigs. <laughs> I was South by Southwest. How is that? I can imagine it's like Edinburgh, but all music. Um, I mean, I like the Edinburgh Festival, but all music. It's it's quite hard to explain, actually. Um, and like that's what everyone said to me before I went. It's like oh, I can't really explain it. It's just crazy. Um, and it is. It is. It's a bit like the Royal Mile, but a lot busier actually and um, just this West 6th Street uh, is absolutely crazy it's just filled with musicians um, playing on the street corner every single bar or restaurant is some sort of venue like every single one without exception and uh, a couple well, unlike, unlike the festival here where like, they use unusual places yep. but South by Southwest just everything in that street is taken up by all sorts of music and it's quite a sensory overload um, uh, we were over with Dan uh, Wilson with our tand and uh, the first day we got there he just his expression said it all because he just looked completely freaked out by the <laughs> it's really is a sensory overload there's just noise and <laughs> it's, it's amazing fun uh, if, well I imagine it would be but I mean <laughs> we're doing like three or four gigs a day sometimes so I was going to say because the gigs kind of start in the morning they'll start in the early afternoon uh, and then yeah. they just go on all day they start at lunchtime and they just keep going on and on and um, we were playing this uh, King Cusos backing band just because Kenny had said to us you know seeing you're going to be there as well do you fancy playing with me because I'm just going over with me um, so we did ended up doing a lot of gigs so you had twice as many gigs as normal uh, yeah well, it was I got sunburned <laughs> <laughs> so, Scott's, Scott's in Texas Well I, I was putting on Factor 30 every half an hour but <laughs> And then uh, we had three gigs outdoors one day And it was 86 degrees So like in four hours we had three gigs outside And it was quite scorching But um, I loved the experience It was incredibly hard work um, It would be nice to be able to get to see some more stuff But that's not why we were there We were there to play gigs, meet people and talk people about things and do business do business yeah so <laughs> it was a business trip and we honest, honestly didn't really see that much saw John Grant at playing a church which was amazing it was really good and um, yeah he's a very soothing voice though, so I felt myself nodding off because <laughs> uh, that was the day of lots of gigs yeah and do you also sign Defence Records this year oh is signed the right word I mean it's quite a, it's a collective really isn't it um well, the collective, oh, I don't really know how to explain it, or if I'm in the best position to. <laughs> the Fence Collective, I don't think you necessarily have to release something on Fence, but the actual label, we're actually on the label, but we were part of the collective for a while, and we'd collaborated with people or played at various Fence events, which I think admi- admits you, oh, they're, they're a friendly bunch. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think it takes much to be one of the collective, <laughs> apart from having talent, of course. <clears throat> Not that I'm saying it off. <laughs> More importantly, yeah. um, your album came out on vinyl, which I was quite excited about. I mean, I don't know if as many of us were excited about it. But. Well, it sold pretty well so far. Um, we've had a lot of pre-orders, and I was delighted with it. I was very excited about getting um, uh, our album finally released on actual vinyl, and it was a delight to... Well, it's just something I wanted since I was younger, because still, still bought seven inches when I was like 10 or 11, and... Yeah, it's quite emotional. The thing that I liked about it was the fact it's got the shouting side and the wild out side. It was oh. almost like it had been planned like that from the start. It was. Um, perhaps not the, the names for it, but I thought of it as two sides. Right. So when we're putting the track listening to the CD, 
together. So the first six have to run like the first side of a record, and the second six have to run like the second side. And um, it seemed to seems to work now that I've actually you know had to flip it over. So uh, yeah, but I always thought of it as having two sides just because I'm a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that sort of thing. And what's the stuff for 2011? I mean, I'm already halfway through the year. I think. Yes. But is it going to be as busy? Yes. Um, we've got a tour coming up with um, King Creosote. Uh, Mercury nominated King Creosote. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, uh, ha- one half Mercury nominated. One half, yeah. But um, that's quite exciting. Uh, but yeah, we're going on tour. We're doing a tour of the Highlands, and uh, we're also going. I think it's Aliphool, Inverness, Aberdeen, Edinburgh, Dundee, Bankery and Newcastle with Kenny. Cool. And then we're going, uh, we're continuing that tour on our own down through a few shows in England. Um, Sands Creosote. Excellent. Dare I say, any new music in the world? Yes, yes, because the tour with Kenny is to promote a double side single that we've recorded oh, brilliant. with him. Um, it was a collaboration that we came up with before we went across to the, the States. Um, he came along with an acoustic uh, tune and we kind of arranged and wrote music around it and uh, that'll be it's called uh, Home Run and a Vow and it'll be released on Fence Records in uh, October excellent and um, the other side will be uh, another track which I haven't got a name for yet (laughs) but it's been written oh it's it's recorded it's all recorded it's all done yeah Um, it's just uh, needs to get mastered and manufactured but that's exciting um We've also started working album number two as well. Oh, brilliant. But, um, we're, not, we're keeping that in the quiet because we want people to buy this one first. <laughs> so should I not? Should I edit that part? No, no, it's fine, it's fine. Um, <laughs> no I one mean, listens to this part. Well, well, some people do. Well, actually they do, I know people who do. Um, the, yeah, saying that we started the second album means it's, it's very early stages yet. Right. We started recording a few tracks and um, it sounded good. Uh, just trying to get as many ideas now and just now when we've got the spare time so we're not cool. wasting any time because once we've finished like the promo for this release of the album again um, we'll need to have something again pretty quickly because yeah. we don't because it will it's now over a year since the album came out initially and now it's quite frustrating because people people want to hear new stuff the people who've seen us like we've been coming to see us for a long time want to hear new stuff but because we've got a slightly larger profile and people want to hear the album because they've yeah. only just got into us so it's trying to strike a balance and I wouldn't want to play anything half-baked that we've come up with recently when we could play something off the album that people will know and enjoy Well as someone who's seen you on and off for quite a while mm-hmm. I'd quite like to hear new old stuff as well so mm-hmm. I think it's yeah. Well I mean I think your balance is perfect because yeah. you played here right here almost uh, yeah, to promote the yeah, vinyl actually, yes. <laughs> to promote the vinyl about a month ago a and it was great mm-hmm. but yeah I mean people want to hear the, the record obviously and I would hate to you know force anything on them that wasn't ready yet or was because when you go you go to see a band that you've just bought their album and you want to see them do the album don't you so yeah. um, we'll introduce a couple of new songs but not that many until we've got a new record out so. cool we'll bugger off for a while so we can people don't get bored of us something to look forward to um if I play a track off the album on the podcast, can I play a track of the album off the podcast? Of course, mate? yes. What track should I play? Uh, what's, what's your... What one do you like? I like them all, man. I like them all? Okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I personally... My favourite, I think, is You Only Went Out To Get Drunk Last Night because it's great fun to play live. Um, 
I think that's my favourite anyway. But yeah, no, whatever you want. Cool. I think we'll play that because okay. it's a damn good track. Does that, does that, does that count as an introduction? <laughs> that does indeed. Thanks very much, David. Thanks for taking the time out to chat. No, no, sorry. It's been uh, slightly incoherent. <laughs> <laughs> it's just been as coherent as I am on the podcast okay. as well. So Excellent. I think we've got it spot on. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Bye.
think this is a children's entertainment area. Yeah, it's Saturday morning cartoons, but in real life. Yeah. Anyway, um, why don't I tell you about what I went, what I did yesterday? Go ahead. Yesterday, what I thought I'd do is I try and go and see a lot of free friend shows. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's, uh, I think there's a couple of different free fringes. There's like the PBH free fringe, which has got a sort of that's one of the big ones. Peter a logo like Hill. a logo like a five fifty pence piece. Yeah. I don't know if that's supposed to indicate how much you're expected to pay for the free fringes because they no, don't no, ask no. for fifty pence; they ask for more. Yeah, they would do. Um, you look very disappointed if you put fifty pence in. And uh, there's another one as well, the Laughing Horse at mm-hmm. the Kennedy House. There's a free thing, and the idea is that it's. Uh, not, not ticketed you go along and then if you liked what you see you put money in a bucket afterwards and there was a few I saw a couple last year I saw Robin Ince and I saw Andrew Collins attempt at stand up yep. so this year I thought I'd do a whole day of it I thought I'd go and try and see as many things as I could uh-huh. and uh, I saw five from about midday to eight o'clock in the evening oh, then I was knackered and I just went home be, yeah. um, and most some of them were like straight after each other I thought I'd kind of try and record a little review after I came out of them, but they were so close to each other that I just kind of gave up. Okay. Um, so I'm going to try and remember what I went to see now. I know the first one you didn't actually see. I didn't. And this is kind of a tip for the Free Fringe. There's uh, one of the main places where the Free Fringe is happening is at the Cannons Gate pub, which is on the Royal Mile. Mm-hmm. Um, and Robin Ince has got, I think, three shows or something he's got. And uh, he's got at least two on there. Um, one at midday and one at sort of seven o'clock, or ten past twelve and quarter past seven. What this, his first one is a science variety show, mm-hmm. um, which is the one I saw last year. And he has he does a little turn and he reads stuff like uh, he reads out, he reads from Carl Sagan and Richard Feynman, and then he has um, comedians and or academics yep. doing sciencey comedy for the rest of the show. And apparently Dave Gorman was on it yesterday, okay. so that would have been good to see. But I got there and it was raining, and I thought oh, there's no queue outside because last year there was a big queue outside, uh, and uh, I got there a bit earlier this year and there was no queue outside. And I thought oh, I'll just huddle under this shelter here and then I went and got a coffee and I went back and I thought it's still no cute I'll go in ha- inside and have a wee look and there was signs up inside that said Robin Ince fans um, ask at the bar for a counter oh God. to get in and uh, obviously they'd already all gone by the time that was like 40 minutes before that's not fair that's not the way it's supposed to work yeah So, but I'd, I'd, I was speaking to somebody um, who knows someone who works at that bar yeah. and apparently last year they decided it was just so hectic last year and a I lot of people so. queuing outside in the rain um, that they had to come up with something different and I think it's just for the Robin Inns shows but it's uh, something if you're going to try and go to the Robin Inns free shows at the Cannons Gate pub something if, to bear in mind yes um, I reckon they told me half past 11 for the 10 past 10 10 past 12 show but I reckon maybe more like quarter past 11 and for the evening show I mean, you can go get coffee, I guess, after you get it. It'd be well worth seeing, though. He's got a sort of Radio 4 profile. You know, he does the show with uh, Brian Cox. Yeah. Um, he's also got a... I think, again, last year... Since last year, he's done a lot of those tours with Brian Cox. Professor Brian Cox. Yeah. And as opposed to the actor. <laughs> From D-Ream. And, uh, yeah. And um, Daryl Breen. And mm. somebody else. Ben Goldacre. They do a sort of uh, the Infinite Monkey Science Cage stuff. tour. Yeah. So, uh... Yeah, so I think his profile's been raised quite a bit. And yeah. also last year he only had two weeks worth of shows, and this year he's got a full month worth of shows. So I think okay. it should be easy to get in, so I might try tomorrow. Easy to see something. Yeah, I saw him, yeah. I saw one show with him last year with Michael Legg, and it was very good. So I saw one with Simon Singh, uh, and he was brilliant. So um, so I think it's worthwhile going to see. Uh, but like I say, for a 10 past 12 show, I reckon you need to get to the pub for about quarter past 11. Yeah. And um, the other one... The, his, his, his sort of proper comedy show which is at quarter past seven in the evening although I think 
for a, for a few days, it's in a different venue at a different time. Um, I just, so I didn't get in to see that, so I had to go and see something else instead. So what I did go and see, I just went down to the Voodoo Rooms. Uh, and the Voodoo Rooms, so the east end of town, they've got loads of, they've got about three or four rooms and all the stuff is free fringe. Okay. So I figured I'd just go down there and see what was on next. Which is always a risk, and it turned out to be a bit of a risk. I went to see something called a comedy show. Called <laughs> say so called comedy show. Called Cold Chicken, and unfortunately I didn't. I don't have it in my calendar, so I can't remember the name of the comedian that did it. And it's not in the Fringe Guide, so it's, there's no point looking it up. Okay. But at first I thought it was going to be a reference to his leftover lunch, but then obviously I, I realised during the show that it was obviously a, a kind of a pun on or a play on the, on cold turkey. Cold turkey, yeah. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure if the show even started. Which is a problem. Oh, sorry, you're plugged in. <laughs> we are plugged in. Thank I'll you. Just leave it. Thank you. We've been flying. It's the first time we've been flying for ages. If it's the first time we've been flying. Yeah, I don't like that guy, so. Let's <laughs> not mention it. Put that away. Don't scrunch it up next to Anyway, what was I saying again before? You we don't know if the show even started. Yeah, now we came and he was. He was sitting on the edge of the stage and he was just sort of chatting with the crowd. I sort of got there and put, look, put my head in, there was only one person in, so I thought, mm, maybe I'll go and see something else. But then a lot of people came up the stairs and went in, so I thought, oh, well, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a shot. So he was just kind of chatting to the people as they came in, and, uh, and he just kept chatting for the whole hour. And then did he bring a bucket out at the end? And he brought a bucket out at the end. <laughs> but, you know, I think he did, there were elements of the show in it. <laughs> but... I kind of it got to the end of the time and he said oh, don't worry the next the next show have cancelled so we've got a bit of extra time it's not really what you want to hear was um, it like performance art um, <laughs> no it was comedy um, and some of it was funny and he was quite a sort of charming guy so that wasn't so bad but uh, it kind of I think he'd, he started to use elements of his show in his chat but then it kind of got to the tight end and he hadn't really I guess he just figured if there's only one person in the room, it's more of a chat than yeah. a show. Yeah, he, he hadn't really got to the sort of the crux of his show by time, by time before he ran out of time. So he kind of had to wrap it up in rather an an impressed way. I, I had... so I, I think I think maybe if it was a proper show, <laughs> it might have been okay. But uh, that's a good review. <laughs> <laughs> I get. I mean, you take your chances, don't you? Three stars. <laughs> it was that. That was the only real. Uh, Negative one of the two. Yeah. Actually, I did go in there. Should we? Should I go through all the other ones I saw? Or should we play some music first? Or should we go through? No, let's just uh, go through the rest of them. So then I went to see Jolly Boat, who were also the video rooms, and that was at uh, quarter to two. And they're kind of uh, British flight of the Concords is the only way to describe them, really. Do they have this? Is it mostly like comedy songs? Comedy or do they songs. Have sort of acting personas as well? Uh, not as much the acting personas. Um, they kind of it, the comedy songs are funny. And it was a really good show. I'd, I'd definitely recommend it. I think um, the banter and the sort of uh, the comedy elements between the songs were maybe a bit rough. I don't know how much of that was because it, they just didn't script that, yeah. and it was just the songs. That was the only thing they kind of. That was the only thing they scripted in their show, and they didn't intend to script the bits in between. But I think it could have. They could have made it stronger by 
doing more um, scripted comedy in between. Uh, but it was the, the songs were very funny. Do you know if they're quite a new act? I think they've been here before. Uh, some, sometimes people start off in the in a free fringe before they sort of get the uh, the plaudits to actually. They've book a certainly room. won a few awards or okay. a few competitions at least. So I recommend going to see Jolly Bull. Yeah, um, that was good. That was definitely I think the best one of the day actually. Um, then I went to see uh, Comedy Manifesto, which is a was a panel thing. Okay, it's also the the video rooms. Um, it's supposed to be presented by. Uh, Kate Smurthwaite, who I think does some stuff on Radio 4, but she wasn't there because she was at Nicholas Parsons' show instead. Okay. So it was a, it was a stand-in host. And it was kind of like these pa- uh, the sort of panel things, kind of like a news topical... Oh, was, that wasn't a hello directly to us. There was people who are talking right next to us. That's very nice of them, isn't it? It'll be fine. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, the thing about these panel shows is that... Uh, if you get good comedians on, they're good. Yeah. And if you get bad comedians on, they're not so good. About half of the, well, there was four guys plus the host. About half of them <laughs> were good. good. So that's, that's two and a half. Three stars. <laughs> uh, the other two, I didn't, I didn't find particularly amusing. Was uh, it sort of Radio Force? Yeah, it was Radio Force style comedy, comedy quiz, yeah. topical quiz. Um, so like I say, it was, it was okay. Um, at the start of the day, I'd taken a whole lot of pound coins. And I was going to think right off. I rate everything out of five, and if, if it's if it's five, then I'll put five pound in, oh. and if it's two, I'll put two pound in. But uh, by this time, I kind of realised I was running quite low on the pound coins. Well, that's a good so sign, I, I, I kind of I was being a bit cheap from then on. So so that was kind of a bit tricky. But it, so I kind of yeah, two of them got some money. <laughs> <laughs> Well, my, well, that was, they uh, should have had buckets for the, each of the guys I, at the end. I was always slightly worried about the free comedy. That generally, I only go see it if it was someone I particularly wanted to go see. Because the first, my first friends, I went to a free show, to something random, saying, so, "Do you want to go see something free?" And was sort of stuck in the back room of a pub with no way out, watching something desperately unfunny, and then had to leave the room at the end with the guy holding the bucket and just look at him and go. I'm sorry, I, I can't pay for what just happened. The thing about the free fringe is that you, if you left before the end, you wouldn't have to pay because you wouldn't have the bucket. Yeah. So if it was really, if you weren't enjoying it, you could just I leave. was stuck though. I was properly stuck behind four rows where I would have had to walk through the stage to get out. It was, uh, it was horrendous. Oh, well, the next thing I went to see um, was Tara Flynn, who I think is did some stuff in Stuart Lee's comedy vehicle and, and the sketches in the first... I know the name, yeah. She's uh, Irish, and uh, she's done most of her stuff as comedy song as well. Okay. So it was another comedy song, and uh, again, her, her voice is brilliant, and she's really charming. And about eighty percent of the songs worked. <laughs> My favourite was uh, the fog, the fog from the film, the fog. Okay. Which just on the basis of the title, <laughs> and the fact I like the fog, the film, the fog. Uh, got my vote. So, um, so that was quite good. But uh, again, there wasn't much. Um, it was all mostly songs. There wasn't any real banter between. Mm. And again, I think I could have benefited from from that. But it was a, a, again, it's worthwhile going to see. And then I saw um, again. I tried to get to see Robin Ince's show at Seven and failed. Um, and I saw Lewis Schaefer. Lewis Schaefer is free until famous. 18, 18th year uh-huh. later show because he did two shows a day. One at about oh. half past four and one at half past seven. Um, and that was the one where nobody had read the review. But and he's still was, packed out. Yeah, um, and he's a kind of, even though he's based in the UK, he's a very sort of archetypal Jewish New York comedian. Um, 
kind of I guess something like Jordan Rivers was the kind of thing that kind of popped into my mind in, a, in the fact that he insults everybody okay most and the audience and a lot of ranting and a sort of mental breakdown style thing and I, I actually quite enjoyed it he was like I say he was quite offensive and I think with if you had a non-receptive crowd it probably could be very uncomfortable yeah I, and about half the crowd were receptive um, and I think he last year he did a joke that got the most offensive joke of the festival or something like that okay um, so you're going to repeat it or no I'm not going to repeat yeah. it <laughs> okay. probably yeah at the end he did, he did actually do it at the end but he said I'm going to do this joke if you want to leave now leave he did go to the bu- door with the bucket when those people <laughs> left and then he did the joke um, so but it was it was good but like I say I reckon I kind of got the feeling that if it wasn't a receptive audience it would be quite an uncomfortable experience yeah but it was a good way to end it so that's my free fringe and it wasn't actually that cheap at the end because uh, if you go with two people you'd kind of feel compelled to put money in yeah five so it can each. be quite expensive well maybe not that much steady okay I'm <laughs> talking about a five star show here yeah a five star show maybe would be yeah. five pounds each um, the other thing as well is that if you don't have the right amount of change you have to kind of put notes in <laughs> can you reach in the bucket and take you can't really out? take can't really take money out that's not that's frowned upon so if you do go with two people and one person pays for you the other person gets a real horrible stare from the <laughs> on the way out so screw the performers so that was our my city. that was my free French shows I haven't queued up another track to play I'm going to play a track by Randall Sleep because they're playing on Thursday night at uh a show organised by Matthew from Song by Toad. Cool. I think it's at Electric Circus. Uh, I found the part of me I thought was dead. I found a person living inside my head Who was to blame for all the things I said Tongue expanded and my face went red I found an aching deep within my bones I found behaviour I could not condone I found the morbid fear of being alone My knees went weak and I began to Deep Blue Sea by Randolph Sleep. 
It's so windy here and there's so much craziness going around. <laughs> I can't imagine any of this podcast is going to be usable. And um, you're, look, you're looking at these dressed up dogs like they would, I, I would give them a horrible review. <laughs> I My don't standards think, are much higher than I don't toddlers. think that people dressed up as dogs are really, I don't think that's your, you're the, not the demographic you don't that think, show. Do you think they have a bucket at the end? They just look at the parents. I think they probably have a poop bag <laughs> at the end. Anyway, um, so what I think we should kind of, depending on how this works, I've, uh, I'm going to have maybe one, maybe two interviews in today's show. Cool. But I'm going to edit it in afterwards. Have they might have happened already? Or? One of them's happened already and one, <laughs> one hasn't yet. No, no, wow. depending on how it works, well, I'll stick one in. So one of them may already have happened during the last 40 minutes. Um, so I think we'll just kind of end the show pretty much now. I mean, we'll play another bit of music on the way out. But um, we'll see what else of... What else are you planning on going to see them? Um, well, I saw I saw Izzy City on the. Um, I've been watching sort of video podcasts. I was saying on the Chortle Fast Fringe podcast. That's worth checking out if you want to see three minutes of different comedy acts. And she is quite funny, and she sang a brief folk song in Welsh um, with a punchline to it, as comedians often do. And she's probably well worth a view, and you may know her from her role in Peep Show. Oh yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. We, I just have to have a sit down with the program and think how much money do I have to spend, basically, uh, and work out. Um, but I definitely want to see Josie Long, probably see Claudio Doherty again. She did a different show this year? Yep, something about Claudio Doherty explains soil erosion. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> cool. And there's another gig that I might try and go and see on um, Friday night, on the 20th, which is o- that Ox, Ox Jam, Ox Wee Jam. Twee Eve, or whatever it's called. Is that right? That's what it was last time, yep. Yeah, and uh, the last battle we're playing at that. Oh, cool. And I do like last battle, so I'm going to play a track by then to end the podcast. This is Viv Nicholson. And the wind is picking up again, so that, that may have not even been ping- picked up by the microphone. This whole place might be destroyed by the upcoming hurricane. There was there was some sun at the start of the show, <laughs> but then it disappeared when you came going. This is Viv Nicholson by the last oh. battle. <laughs>
doesn't regret those words leaving our lips Led her to believe she'd always taste our sweet champagne Sometimes